Welcome to the Australian Hiker Podcast, Australia's longest-running hiking podcast, downloaded over half a million times in over 145 countries and providing you with an Australian perspective on all things hiking. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. This is episode 217 of the Australian Hiker Podcast, and in this week's episode, we're talking about choosing a jacket for hiking. Before we get into today's episode, if you'd like to help support Australian Hiker and this podcast, there are a couple of ways that you can help us out. Firstly, by subscribing on your podcast host of choice so that each episode is available as soon as it's published. And if you have the opportunity, leave us a five-star review. Another way to support us is go to the Australian Hiker website at www.australianhiker.com.au and click on the supporters page and buy us a coffee. You can do a one-off donation or become a monthly supporter. All donations are greatly appreciated and help us to continue producing this podcast and blog. Now let's get on to today's episode. In every hobby or activity we do, there's always an unofficial uniform. And with hiking, it's the down jacket. But did you know that sometimes the down jackets we see while looking very similar, are made with other materials, sometimes natural alternatives and sometimes synthetic, which is why these jackets are better known or more generically known as puffy jackets. In this podcast episode, we'll look at choosing a jacket for hiking and look at some of the considerations to think through uh, about making your mind up which way you go. We hope you enjoy. Now, my comment here. It would be first and foremost, like any other piece of clothing that you wear while you're hiking, first and foremost, comfort is the main priority. I, uh, my current jacket, uh, which I purchased, I had gone into the store. I had two jackets to look at. I very firmly had another jacket in mind, but when I tried them on, the current jacket that I own was the one that ended up being more comfortable. And I think to a great extent, it's more about that every manufacturer does their design slightly differently. Uh, and I'm fairly broad chest and broad shouldered. And uh, I need a jacket that has a bit of extra width up the, in the top section rather than being sort of a bit narrow or a bit, uh, bit broader all the way down. So choosing a jacket that feels comfortable um, is really your first priority. Yeah, there's nothing like trying something on to know that it's going to be right for you. And, you know, I'm a little bit the same that uh, it's just got to be that kind of Goldilocks uh, fit to get the comfort right. Now, from there, um, I'll probably go into a secondary sort of process, uh, and we call this the bibs and bobs. So my current jacket is actually a hoodie. It has a hood attached, and this jacket is the first hooded uh, insulated jacket I've ever owned for hiking. And and as I said, it wasn't my intent to purchase this jacket. It just happened to fit the best. Uh, and in all honesty, I'm glad that I have a jacket with a hood. And if I ever buy another jacket, it will come with a hood as well. Now, my reasoning for this is, as someone who has a lack of hair, it's nice just to be able to flip the hood up uh, when it's a bit cold uh, and then push it back off quite easily. It doesn't add a huge amount of extra weight to the jacket, uh, but it just makes a big difference. You don't, um, you know, sometimes it just means you don't need to wear, worry about wearing a buff or a beanie of some sort. Uh, you just pull the hood up and it does the job for you. 
I think this episode's going to be the yin and yang of um, <laughs> insulated jackets because I, I just don't like a hood on a jacket. I, you know, um, I don't mind detachable hoods, but something that's fixed, it just does not work for me. <laughs> Other things to consider as well are, are things like a durable outer shell, and we'll talk about materials in a moment. But pretty much whatever the insulation material used in a jacket, the outer shell tends to be synthetic. And you want something that's durable and is going to last. To some extent, when you think about buying a, an insulated jacket, it's a very similar sort of process to buying an insulated sleeping bag. And while some sleeping bags have very thin outer shells on them, typically you're lying down, you're not walking anywhere with them, you're not brushing past uh, sticks and, and, and twigs in the, in the bush – so having a slightly more durable, robust outer shell is probably a fairly important sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, having said that, I mean, when we did uh, the two-thirds of the human hovel trail, I my jacket got caught on all sorts of blackberries and briars and goodness knows what, and I had to do a bit of darning <laughs> when I came home. So uh, don't look too closely because you, you'll be able to see the, the, the stitching on the outside that I've my uh, my my insulation material started to escape <laughs> from the jacket. Yeah, and I think I don't think that's actually the the fault of the jacket. It's just there were so many blackberries oh, yeah. on that trail. Whatever you wore, you were, you were you're going to put holes in. So it was just a, something that came with the trail, and they are doing something about that. Uh, but when we, the time we sort of did it, it was an issue. Other considerations, things like zip pockets are quite handy. I like being able to put a, a set of keys in there, not so much when I'm hiking, but if I'm wearing my jacket around town, which I often do, I like to be able to just chuck my wallet in there or chuck my keys, zip it up and know that it's not going to go anywhere. Colours, colour is another option. Now, Australians, for whatever reason, tend to be fairly conservative as far as colours of their clothing is concerned. Uh, I do like really leery, bright sort of colours, but I don't always have the opportunity to buy them. But certainly if you go into a, an outdoor store, by far the most common coloured insulated jacket will be black. You might find some dark navies, and then you will find the occasional brighter colour one, but they're not that common. Yeah, I remember I'm doing a bit of memory searching now, and uh, when we were mountaineering on Mont Blanc in um, France... Uh, we had one of the guides come up to us and say, oh, you guys must be from Australia. Oh, yeah, how did you know? Because you're wearing black. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> and I think you, okay. know, you go into the stores and there's black. What I see on the trail is to a great extent, but not always black, and what I certainly see around town we live in Canberra uh, and it's not unusual to get down to minus five, minus seven uh, during the, the, the coldest parts of winter and just about everybody in Canberra owns a down jacket. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, black's pretty common in the colour side well, of things. The, yeah, the longer length uh, down jackets, the puffy puffy jackets, the puffy coats are now um, a business attire in Canberra. <laughs> there you go. From there, the, the, main, or the main consideration apart from comfort, I mean, things like hoods and, and zips and colours and things like that are fairly minor, uh, but warmth is a, a, is a major consideration after comfort. And I think if you've never bought a down jacket before, you're, probably the, the, the thought that you're going along with is the bulkier and the thicker the jacket is, the better. 
And in all honesty, if you're standing at the side of a football pitch watching kids play football on the weekend in the middle of winter, I'd probably say, yes, that's the case. Uh, but for hiking, it's very different. I do, or Jill and I both do own a very heavyweight down jacket, but it's used for snow trips and mountaineering. Uh, it's not used for hiking. Um, because the problem with the heavyweight jackets, unless it's really cold, um, if you're starting to walk or hike, you're generating heat, uh, very thick jackets are likely to get wet uh, and because of, from the sweat, uh, and that's just going to make you colder. Yeah, and the you know you, it's not actually warm enough to take them off, so that's the other option. And uh, the thicker the jacket, the less options you have in um, storing them in small spaces. So you know that's the other thing that happens when you're going for really really warm, really thick jackets. So from a hiking perspective, what you've got to go through and think is you need something that's going to keep you warm when you're sitting um, around a campsite at the end of the day, regardless of whatever the time of the year it is, uh, or if you're walking uh, and you're wearing your jacket. And it's not unusual for me, you know, in the middle of winter and it's very cold, I'm, I will often start a hike with my jacket on, uh, but within half an hour it's come off because I've gotten quite warm and it's too hot with the jacket on. So, you know, it's the the... the Really, when you're looking at a jacket for hiking, you do need to think of this as part of a layering system. And we certainly have talked about a layering system enough over the years. And for us, uh, our layering system consists of four separate layers. And one of those is a, 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 an insulated jacket of some sort. Yeah, and that means that um, because you're wearing uh, layers under your jacket, you also need to have you know, a little bit of um, space uh, when you have your jacket on to be able to accommodate those under layers. I mean, the main thing with the, the a layering system is the ability to strip layers off and mix and match mm. whichever layer you want to use, and it's whether you use one layer or two, three or four. For me, it's really, really rare that I'll ever wear four layers. Typically, it tends to be two, and I'll, I'll often mix and match depending on what the conditions are like. But having said that, I've said this often enough in the past, uh, my layering system, including my insulated jacket, will keep me quite toasty down to about minus 7 degrees, but is also usable uh, up to 30 degrees plus uh, if, if it does get hot. So it, it creates the versatility, and that's what you're looking for. If you go for a very heavy, thick jacket, which was, as I said, was what we use for snow conditions, uh, that's not going to be very versatile and not be usable for when it's not really sub-zero and snowing sort of our, our temperatures. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm a little bit different to Tim. Again, another yin and yang option here. I, you know, I I will wear my four layers um, and sometimes uh, if I really need to, I might even put on a fifth. <laughs> Now on to material choices. And as, as we mentioned previously, really the outer shells tend to be synthetic, so that's really not going to change too much. Uh, but what we're looking at here with material choice is the insulation options. And by far, down is the most common one. And we, when we talk about these sort of jackets, by default, we tend to talk about down jackets. But I mean, the, other term, the, the generic term tends to be puffy jacket. And if you think about what a down jacket looks like, it, you know, it tends to be very fluffy uh, and, and puffy 
and that's where it gets the name from. So regardless of what material you use, those insulated jackets that have the insulation material inside tend to have that puffy sort of look. So down is by far the most common material used. You'll see very similar descriptions used uh, that are used when choosing a sleeping bag when you're talking about loft or fill power. And this describes the quality of the down material. So when you go into a store or when you look online, price is often not a good indicator of the warmth of the jacket. Just because a jacket is cheap, uh, more than likely it's not going to be very warm, but it just might be a model that's selling out or is on special. So when we're talking about loft, um, the best quality jackets tend to have an 800 plus loft and that will be reflected in the price. Uh, they will be noticeably more expensive. And the cheaper down jackets will come with a, a loft that's much lower. There might be sort of 400 or 500 or even 600. The higher the loft, combined with the amount of down, uh, will provide a warmer but more expensive jacket. So the same weight of a higher loft will fill a larger area than a lower loft. So as an example, and I'll use the American measurements here only because that's what tends to be quoted in most of the, uh, the information is one ounce of 850 mil down loft will fill 850 cubic inches of space where one ounce of 650 mil down loft will fill 650 cubic inches of space. And if you think about what a bird looks like when it's cold, it just fluffs its feathers up and really that's what the down is doing. It's providing that uh, fluffy material, it's trapping air, a small amount of air between all the other down itself uh, and the warmth is actually only trying to heat the air, not the entire jacket itself. So if you're looking for a high-grade, high-quality jacket, look for something around about that 800-plus loft. But what comes with that, though, is a, a very puffy jacket. And um, a, again, if you're hiking, um, something that's a little bit difficult to scrunch up and pack tightly uh, into your backpack. And I think it's one of those funny sort of things. I mean, when you go buy a sleeping bag, you have a stuff sack which you go camping with and it cinches this thing down to the smallest size you can imagine. Uh, but when you come home, you store it loose in a much bigger container just so the down doesn't remain compressed. But we don't seem to do that with down jackets. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking that. It's a bit It's a bit weird, isn't it? Because... Um, you would think that it would be easy to supply a little, you know, compact stuff sack to stuff your down jacket into. But Mind you, having said that, our snow jackets, which again are down, they do come with stuff sacks, only because the things are so big without They're not that small, no. though, those stuff sacks. <laughs> no, but you know, given the size of the jacket uncompressed, it takes up a lot of space. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it does really need a stuff sack in that respect. Now, many DAC jackets contain, these days will contain down that is water repellent, and we do say repellent here. So uh, uh, it's not waterproof, and if your jacket does get sopping wet, so if you fall into a stream or a river uh, when you're crossing uh, and your jacket gets saturated, it's going to take a while for it to dry out. Uh, it's not going to provide a lot of warmth in the meantime. So the water-resistant jackets tend to be more about getting damp uh, or picking up light rain, not getting submerged underwater. 
Down jackets are an excellent choice when you can maintain a dry jacket and want to minimize your gear weight. So I do own a down jacket and I own a synthetic jacket. And in all honesty, my down jacket feels so much lighter. It feels really comfortable. You hardly, it's like, I don't know, it's almost like you can't feel you've got it on. It, it just feels almost non-existent, but this gives you that nice warm hug sort of feeling. Uh, as an exa- that could be a good marketing line, you know, the warm hug. The warm hug when you're away from family. <laughs> um, and I think uh, the thing with um, the down jackets is they're good. Uh, I will use a down jacket when I'm going on short trips uh, and on trips where I know that rain is not going to be an issue. So as an example, Larapinta Trail, uh, normally the expectation is you get one rain day out of about, out of about every 10 days on trail. Uh, so in that case, you're reasonably sure of having a a relatively dry trip. If you've ever looked at a British uh, outdoor magazine, they don't advertise down jackets. All the jackets that are being advertised in there are all synthetic. And that's just a good indication that their wet British climate uh, isn't really suitable to down jackets. Now, the jackets contain natural insulation, which is either typically duck or goose down. uh, And the higher quality jackets tend to be goose down. But you can also less commonly get other natural materials like wool. Not so common, but uh, you can get wool insulation. They don't have the light weight of uh, the down, but they do have all the other benefits uh, in that they keep you warm. uh, And wool will actually keep you warm when it does get wet. Uh, So it's a heavier jacket, but certainly it's, it's an option that you will come across from time to time. One thing I would say here with uh, down is source ethical down. And what this means is uh, the geese and the ducks are managed in a humane way. There were practices, and I think there still are practices, where the the down is plucked off live animals, yeah. uh, which is not particularly humane. Uh, as oppo- At all. <laughs> as opposed to birds that are being used for the meat industry, they're killed in a humane way and then they're plucked. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of ducks and geese being used around the world for eating, but we are uh, geese down is very much in short supply, and they are a number of companies, particularly in the states, are starting to recycle the down out of jackets, uh, just because it's becoming very hard to pick up. So the advantages of down is it's lightweight, it's relatively easy to compress if you want to, and it excels in cold, dry conditions. The disadvantages is it's typically more expensive than synthetic jackets. And if you look at good quality down jackets, they sometimes, not quite, but they often approach almost twice the price of a synthetic jacket. Uh, It's slow to dry when it gets wet uh, and it doesn't perform well in conditions where the jacket is always going to be wet and there isn't a chance for it to dry out. The other option material-wise or insulation-wise is synthetic. Now, synthetic jackets are probably not as common as down jackets, but they certainly do have their place. And as mentioned, I do own one of each and I use them for different things. I'll always tend to use my synthetic jacket on trips where I know it's going to be wet or on extended trips over a period of weeks. So as an example, on my Bibbleman Track trip in 2018, 35-day trip, there was rain on 27 of those days. 
Now, sometimes the rain might have only been for 10 or 15 minutes, uh, but other days I had, uh, uh, for the first three days of the trip, it was, it was pretty, torrential. It was torrential. In fact, I didn't think you were going to start when I saw those videos of you sitting there at the start waiting for a lull in the weather. <laughs> I just thought, oh, he's coming home. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 one of those options. As I said, I own both and I use them for different things, uh, but certainly synthetic tends to be uh, my jacket of choice for longer trips. So with synthetic jackets, with synthetic fill, um, they're quick drying, they insulate when wet. And I have had a number of years ago where I did end up getting totally drenched in a water source and the jacket kept me warm. Uh, Whereas if it had been a, a down jacket, it was pretty cold, it wouldn't have done much for me. Uh, it tends to be non-allergenic. Uh, it's usually less expensive and it often tends to be more robust. So quite often if you're uh, renting jackets or being provided gear by a, a tracking company, uh, typically it will often be synthetic jackets you're being provided. Disadvantages are they tend to be bulkier and heavier when compared to a similar rated uh, down jacket. And they tend to uh, be not as comfortable as probably what I'd say. They're not uncomfortable but yeah, a good quality down jacket just feels so much better. There's no doubt about it. You don't it. have that warm hug feeling. No, no. <laughs> so just as a final thought, um, as I said, I, I do own both a down and a synthetic jacket, and I do love both. Um, I used my down jacket on the Larapinta Trail and we were lucky to have only two millimetres of rain on the entire trip. Um, my down jacket, as mentioned, feels comfortable and is lighter uh, and is certainly my go-to jacket on a short trip where I know rain won't be an issue. However, having said that, with one exception many years ago, I have never had an issue with getting a wet jacket. So it is a really a rare thing. But it just makes it so much easier not to have to even think about it and think, oh, look, it's about to rain. Uh, it's an issue I need to protect the jacket to keep it warm. Yeah. Whereas if it's down, you think, okay, I've got to put this away, do something else with my insulation, put the rain gear on. Um, it's highly unlikely you're going to wear all four layers unless it is really cold. Yeah, and I think, you know, if it's going to be consistently cold, it's nice to have – uh, less layers and a, and a warm jacket than uh, so with a down jacket. Um, otherwise, with a synthetic jacket, you have to rely on your your layers, and you feel a little bit bulkier and a, and a little bit more restricted. I think. Yeah, and as, as Jill mentioned, it's going to be a, a, an episode of two sort of halves here. I, as I said, I do really love the feel of a down jacket. There's no doubt about that. But you know, by far. Probably 95% of my hiking is done as in, in my synthetic jacket. And, I, and I, I can't believe this, but we're actually going to agree because I, I, I reckon 95% of my hiking is done with a synthetic jacket too. <laughs> uh, and, and for me, partly that's because I, li- I do like the waterproof issue, but I also do like the hood on my jacket, uh, whereas my down jacket doesn't have a hood attached. So um, what it comes down to is... If you're buying a jacket, you've got to think about the sort of hiking that you're doing. If you're only doing very short hikes, maybe an overnight, you don't go hiking in wet weather, down jacket is probably the way to go. 
if you're doing extended hikes or hikes, doing a lot of hikes in Tasmania as an example, where rain is is often an issue, it's an expectation rather than a uh, than anything else. A synthetic jacket really tends to be the way to go. So if you're buying just one, I would probably suggest a synthetic jacket, but that again is purely up to you and you may choose to go down. Okay, we hope you've enjoyed this episode and it's been a bit of a a learning experience and possibly helped you make up your mind which way to go. But as we said, overall comfort uh, is is certainly the first and most priority and then look at uh, look at the jacket as part of a layering system, not as a standalone purchase. Uh, think about when you're wearing it, what else you're going to be wearing with it, uh, and that will certainly steer you towards a lighter weight jacket, uh, which can be used when you're actively hiking and getting quite warm. Yeah, and think about the, the conditions and the type of hiking that you're going to be doing. Okay, that's all for this week's episode. Bye for now. And bye from me.